to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach, and I'm Zar. All right, so I know we usually start every episode by picking on one another, but for once, if it's okay with you two, I've got a little bit of a feel-good story. How do you feel about feel-good stories? I feel good about feel-good stories. I have a family member. Um, he's my uncle. He's been in my family forever. He's basically a third parent to me. I mean, he's just always been around. I love the guy to death. I love that guy. Yeah, Zach knows that guy. He's a Mm. great guy. Recently, his mother passed away. And uh, he about two weeks ago, it was that his mom passed away. And he went to be with his family during, you know, this really, really difficult time for everybody. And he said that, you know, that first week after his mom passed, he was just he couldn't sleep. You know, it was just he was laying in bed at night and he just couldn't find it within himself to go to sleep and was just staring at the ceiling. Well, he is probably our podcast's number one fan. Always loves talking about with me whenever he hangs out with me. And he told me that like the one thing he looked forward to or the thing that kind of really helped him was he would just always put on the podcast and just listen to us. It would just help him. He said he told me it just helped him take his mind off his troubles for just a little while. And it really helped him out. And I don't know about you guys, but that just, it makes me feel really good about what we do. I, I don't know. Is it, I just thought maybe you guys would want to know that. That's exactly why I've always wanted to break into this kind of an industry, you know, entertaining people. Because those stories, oh, I, I just, I thrive off of those. Those are so inspirational and amazing. And when you boil it down, to all of our our lives out there, you just wanna make a difference in somebody else's life. Like no matter what you do, no matter what walk of life you come from, you just wanna influence someone else for the better. And so that is exactly why we do this. Claps, claps all around, I'm very happy. Claps for us. We got some of the best fans. We really do. And my regards, my regards and condolences go out to your uncle. I, I really, I feel for him in this, in this tragic time. And I hope that he is able to get through this. And he's had a great attitude about it. The, uh, his mom was such a nice woman. She, she treated me like one of her own grandchildren, man. I mean, sending me birthday cards, came to visit all the time. She, wonderful woman. But yeah, Zara, you're, you hit the nail on the head. I like helping people just distract them from their problems for a little while. But it's funny you guys say that because we are actually not the brightest peas in the pot. Did you guys know that we have been working diligently to bring you the best gaming content when one thing that we could do to improve our Game Tea podcast was in front of us the entire time? Yeah, wasn't even software or hardware or soundproofing our rooms. We're just dumb. <laughs> so I was watching a video. I wanted to learn more about how to operate our microphones. And it turns out you're not supposed to talk in from the top, but you're supposed to talk in from the side. And now we all sound way better. 
And there's going to be so many listeners out there like, you guys are dumb. You guys are really no, dumb. No, no. And to them, I would say, we were just doing a very long experiment on how not to use your microphone and the difference talking to the side of it. And you all failed. <laughs> <laughs> and not a single person pointed it out. You all failed. But hey, we're getting better day by day, right? That's the goal. Get better day by day. Yeah. All right, guys, we talked about some feel-good stuff. We talked about how stupid the three of us are. It's turning out to be a great episode already, but we've got news to talk about. We do, but there is also one more tidbit. We have a bit of a switcheroo this week. I will be editing the articles for Saturday, and JP will actually be editing this episode. Insert goofy sound effects Zara would never use here. <laughs> just the, uh, the I'm going to find the weirdest stuff. It's going to be funny. Something that just screams switcheroo. With that being said, please let me know who's better and I will vote them off the island. <laughs> <laughs> and lock the other in the editing dungeon. <laughs> Woo! I don't want to go back to the dungeon. <laughs> JP already assumes he's win. Do you like your editors cocky or not? <laughs> <laughs> So today on the podcast, we are talking about Nintendo leaks again, Cuphead, Animal Crossing, Kojima talking about horror, uh, and then Rogan talks about video games. Apparently, he's he's a big deal. I didn't know that. Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast in, in the world. Apparently, everyone knew that but me because I've had I keep saying it. Everyone's like, "You stupid." I've never listened to him, but yeah, I definitely know the name. When you think podcast, you think Joe Rogan, <laughs> and so that's why it's going to be interesting as we talk about some dumb things that he had to say from video about video games. But we're going to get to that. JP, whoa, spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> has, it, has it been two weeks? Everybody's yet? seen the video. Article one. It's a Nintendo guy, Zach. It's all you. I know my listeners are all vivid Nintendo fans, so uh, to them I say, Nintendo, 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 Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> we need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> I think we get sued. I'm pretty sure we would. Um, <laughs> guys, last week we talked about N64 and SNES games getting leaked, and I think there was even some DS stuff in there. This week we're talking about Wii things being leaked. Oh shit, they're moving up in years. This is also coming from Switcher by Jonathan Zara, same guys last week. Guys, this is like a rabbit hole that just keeps going. So basically people are trying to like source where this is all coming from because we are finding so much info on Nintendo and Nintendo, you know them at. They got the Nintendo ninjas out in force looking for whatever fool is leaking all this stuff. Oh, whoever, whoever's in charge of this, Nintendo's gonna find them and <laughs> throw them into the Waluigi chamber. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why Waluigi's not in Smash? Because he's in the chamber too. Because he's in the chamber. So they're trying to find out who is leaking all this because, um, what the hell? This guy's got like major dish on Nintendo. Um, so the current suspect right now, according to Switcher GG, is Ryan Hernandez, aka Ryan Rocks 462. Kind of sounds like a 12 year old AIM name, but hey, man, like, power <laughs> to you. You do you, man. I mean, mine was like almost Rodney Skater. So like, who am I to judge? Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, the guy who was arrested and pleaded guilty to federal crimes related to his computer hacking scheme. This guy's a genius. Like, I mean, like, yeah, he used his genius for bad, but like, he's a smart guy. Like, He broke into Microsoft at one point and was like leaking games out of nowhere because he like, act he like gotten a guy's credentials 
and basically acted like he was him and then like took all the info and put it on his computer. And it's really interesting because he pretty much made them think that he worked there for like almost a year, maybe longer. I don't know. It was a long time. That's a long con. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know who the, we well, we don't know who did it, but the real question is what was leaked and why should we care? So the big why we should care is because Nintendo doesn't tell us anything. Right now, there's so many people that are upset at Nintendo because they're not telling us anything about their future 2020 plans. We kind of talked about that, about that on their Nintendo Direct. I say direct, sadly, because it was like directly and it was over. <laughs> so what they found is interesting. It, they found a Nintendo employee's porn folder. Why would you keep that on a company computer? <laughs> yeah, first off, that guy's dumb. Do you think the folder was labeled homework? <laughs> <laughs> waifu uncovered that's what it was like. <laughs> god, god how deep does that game go um, and it even has stuff like nintendo's floor plan like oh this guy's like broken like he's got some pretty nitty-gritty stuff that you won't expect anyone to get out and so he also has like some more relevant things as far as the video game thing goes is early development pictures of a wiimote and a wii kiosk demo so no juicy game links as of now but just a lot of like, this is how the Wiimote was made. Um, this is how Nintendo's floor plan looks, which I imagine is a major security concern. I was going to say like previous games from like 20 years ago, an employee's porn folder and like early specs for controllers for a console. That's all well and fine. I mean, the guy who had the porn folder is probably going to be fired on his ass. Oh, big time. Rightfully so. He's stupid. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> don't keep that on your don't keep that on your work computer. But leaking a floor plan to the headquarters, that is incredibly worrisome. That is terrifying. That is a major security breach. I I don't maybe I here's what I don't understand about any of this. So Zach made the point that like we're trying to figure out what Nintendo's planning, and that might be a catalyst as to why we're people are diving into the data. None of what people have dug up so far has been relevant, like super important. It's just random stuff, like the early prototype of the Wiimote, the startup disc code info, the Nintendo office floor plan. It's not really important data. Am I wrong? We'll have to see how this data gets used in the upcoming weeks, because like last time we talked about Nintendo leaks, I guarantee that all of those game uh, IP leaks are going to be emulated. So that's going to boost the emulation crowd again and get those Nintendo titles back into ROMs. And then with this week's information, I don't know, maybe there's something about the motion capture technology that the Wii used that other consoles are gonna take point on and start implementing. And so now Nintendo is losing a lot of their company secrets on how they make the damn good stuff that they do. It's not a secret, it's infrared technology. I, You know, it's like, I understand where you're coming from, but the Wiimote, you have to remember at this point is 14 years old. Yeah, I feel like if like Microsoft or Sony wanted that, they would have just taken it apart by now. Well, that's yeah, that that's probably true. Sorry, I cut you off, JP. No, you're fine. You're no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Early dev pictures. 
that's still a lot of company secrets because that can tell you the early steps in Nintendo's process. And if you figure out those early steps, then you can predict what Nintendo is going to do next and how they do it. Like, okay, well, that's a better point. Uh, this is this is really dumb metaphor, but uh, like you're you're baking this amazing dessert that only you and your descendant of many ancestors know because apparently it's a very special cake but the key is and i know this makes absolutely zero difference but you put the sugar in before the flour otherwise the cake is ruined if you do it vice versa those kinds of simple early steps can really help define where this company is going and i think that that leak specifically can be detrimental to the company, even though it looks like such a minor thing. You, you never know with the butterfly effect. I didn't want to spend too much time on this because we, you know, I do talk to a lot. I, I mostly am kidding, but um, <laughs> I guess I just want to say, like, keep an eye on this because this is going to turn into something bigger. I feel like we're kind of building our way up. So we started with the NES, got SNES, got DS. Now we're at Wii, like... There's only the Wii U and they were at Switch and that's current, so. And the handhelds, but yeah, so we will definitely be covering this in the near future because I do not think that this is the last we'll hear. No, this is huge. This is huge. I mean, Nintendo's got the watch, the Nintendo army out right now. I mean, they're looking for who is leaking this information because even to my point, if it was, tr no matter how trivial the information is, it could be like some type of entryway into really, really important information you don't want them to know. But also you want to know who the heck is doing it. So I'm not saying that Nintendo shouldn't be alarmed. I'm just saying that as of now, uh, floor plans, prototype Wiimotes, we startup desks, who cares? But you guys are absolutely right. This could lead down a rabbit hole of leaking something that's actually really, really important. And that's kind of all I've got to say about it. And I know we got to move on. I just have one very brief question first. Why do they think it's Ryan Hernandez? Just because he he is a notorious computer hacker? Or like, is there something concrete behind that accusation? Well, essentially what the article is saying is that he has pleaded guilty to federal crimes related to his computer hacking scheme, quote unquote. And I mean, like if you if you click more on that, it's essentially at one point, and I don't know what he leaked, but he's been a leaker of huge information for big companies like Nintendo. And I feel like honest to God, it's kind of a finger pointing game at this point. Like Nintendo just trying to, they're so desperate to figure out what's going on that they're just kind of pointing their, their finger and hoping something sticks. Yeah, they're just going to the most likely candidate, it sounds like. And to be fair, it wasn't a bad pick, but I mean, like, it, who knows? Who knows? It sounds like they don't even know if it's true or not. They're just like, this guy! Looks like we'll have to have a future episode on it. What's next on the agenda, boys? This one's yours. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This one's mine. All right. So we have some big news. Um, the critically acclaimed, hair-pulling, outiest, funnest, cartooniest game that came out uh, about two years ago, maybe three at this point, Cuphead is coming to the PlayStation 4. Do you guys know what Cuphead is? I've talked about it before, but I, do you understand the premise of the game? It's coming to the PS4? I thought it was already on the PS4. Cuphead's been making its rounds, okay? So Cuphead started exclusively on the PC. This was a PC game. It was a Kickstarter, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? I don't, I don't know exactly what its origins pre-being released to the PC was, but once it hit the PC, I mean, it was critically acclaimed. 
it's a run and gun shooter, like a side scrolling run and gun shooter that was praised for its incredible art style. It's kind of like styled after like 1950s, 1960s animation with like real animation effects and like the way that the backgrounds and the characters are drawn. It's incredibly beautiful, but that is overshadowed by the fact that it is also one of the most challenging hardest platformers that have come out in this generation. Oh my God, this game. I, full disclosure, I did beat it. I beat Cuphead, but I almost lost my marbles. <laughs> I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at keeping my composure with video games. I, I beat getting over it with Bennett Foddy. You remember that PC game that came out years ago that made every YouTuber lose their goddamn mind? Oh yeah. I got through that. I beat that game without losing my cool. Cuphead is a whole different ball game. I lost my marbles a couple times. Yeah, you've got some inner zen that I could not even hope to replicate. <laughs> oh my god. This game started on the PC, got so popular that finally Microsoft just put it on the Xbox as well. So for a while, it was actually a Microsoft exclusive. And then it made its way onto the Nintendo Switch, like within the last couple of years. And now it's made its way onto the PlayStation 4. I think that's really cool news because, I mean, like we talk about exclusive exclusivity on this uh podcast a lot like what do the exclusives mean for the games them or for the game consoles and the in my opinion even though we can talk about it it's not a bad thing to see these exclusives go to other consoles do you remember when the news came out that horizon zero dawn was coming to uh, pc and that video came out of that playstation fanboy just wrecked his entire gaming setup and posted it on twitter do you guys remember that that was one of my favorite articles with oh. just watching him on repeat just destroying his PlayStation and monitor. <laughs> I think that's stupid because uh, yeah, you can say that these consoles have the exclusives. I do it all the time with PlayStation. If it makes its way to other consoles, all that means is that other people get to enjoy the game, in my opinion. And then you have more people you can talk about how great or how bad the game was. Is that so bad? It's not. And now finally, one of the most critically acclaimed hardest games that have come out of this decade that is the epitome of what can happen with great art style and indie developers it's coming to the playstation and i'm excited i'm very excited full disclosure don't buy this game if you like having your things not broken <laughs> you can't handle it man <laughs> if you like your drywall without a controller embedded in it you must not get this game if i had to make a scale with like uh you know the most rage-inducing games I've played. From a zero to a 10, Crash Bandicoot would be about a seven and Cuphead would be a 10. It's bad. It's bad, guys. <laughs> and that's pretty generous to Crash Bandicoot because there's a lot of rage games out there. But no, Cuphead is the standard. It is the bar set for rage-inducing gaming. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. If you're a PlayStation 4 guy and you've always wanted to see if the hype surrounding this game was true, here's your opportunity. It's finally out for the PlayStation 4. It is. Give it a shot. Well worth the $20, but good lord, this game. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Get pumped. Uh, what are we talking about next, guys? Ooh, ooh, me again, me again. All right, guys, did you guys see there's a new update for Animal Crossing? I sure did. I did not. <laughs> I don't own the game, bitch. Well, listen, Zar, why don't you own the game? Join some of the, I think it's almost at like 20 million already. All right, so we got another Animal Crossing update. Guys, these updates are awesome. Can I just say that? At first, I thought they were gonna be kind of lame. I'm like, we had the bunny day one. I was like, okay, cool. This <laughs> is. It's like a little like uh like 
I don't know, like a little uh, costume. I was like, yeah, that's what the DLC is going to be. That's kind of like meh. Then they included like an update to your museum. Then they included, what was it, Mayday, JP? Yep. And now they're including, so it was kind of a two-parter here. The first part was you got to swim, which I thought was what? Like you could just go underwater and die for a completely new type of species. What's it called? Is it amphibians, JP? Because it's not fish. We already had fish. Well, not necessarily amphibians, because, I mean, there were amphibians that you could already catch, just like deep sea creatures, really. I mean, and that's new to the series. You've never been able to swim before, right? Never. All right. So just a brand new thing like that, like, caught me by surprise. It was a perfect, like, summer update. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. Animal Crossing brought their game. That is a good summer update. You can swim now. (laughs) And it's a free update. And now... We get these things called Dream Worlds. Now, Dream Worlds, JP, did you play the 3DS version? Uh, New Leaf, I did not. Okay, I heard, I think maybe it was in that one. I don't know. But so basically what a Dream World is, is you can explore islands all over the world. And you can also select yours to be shown off. So let's say you're getting a little bit of Animal Crossing block. You've been playing it for like, I don't know, however many hours have been out since March 20th. And you're like, oh gosh, I've run out of ideas. Go watch some others, because guys, there's some pretty crazy worlds out there. I think we highlighted, there was one where they, maybe I just told JP about this. There was one where they completely recreated a route from gold and silver in Pokemon. Oh, I've seen that. That was cool. It was like pixel for pixel. I'm like, how in the world do they do this? Next thing I know, Pikachu's going to come in Animal Crossing. Like, it was so lifelike. It's so awesome. <laughs> This is actually a really cool update. I'm really excited to be able to do this. Like, because you're absolutely right. Like, sometimes you just get kind of the block with trying to figure out what to do with your island next. And it's always good to go online and see, you know, other people's islands and what they did for motivation. But now you get to actually just go visit other people's islands. I think that's really cool. Right. Add some immersion while you waste your life away on this game even some more. Hey, it's not a waste. (laughs) (laughs) And guys, that's not all. They also included fireworks that you can custom design to go up in the air and explode. Ooh, pretty. That's so cool. That's so cool. You can fully design these fireworks and what they will explode into? So I think we're on the same wavelength. What are you going to design first? <laughs> Waifu uncovered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Demonetized. There was another. <laughs> nice. There was another um, article I didn't want to bring up because I already had my Nintendo fix. There's two Nintendo articles already. I can't be that guy. Um, but basically, like people who did this, they're already kind of getting banned for like drawing inappropriate pictures. Uh, oh now, God, yeah. Now that, that we're already having our episode, we're even nothing but silly. There's been a lot of inappropriate pictures being drawn. <laughs> Nintendo's just in their office. Who could have predicted this? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's really funny that we bring this up because quite a few episodes ago, we talked about how you could basically make your own floor plans and walls and like curtain designs and everything. And people were using it as protest in China. And so the game got banned in China. What did Nintendo think was going to happen when they gave players more free will for their creativity? This is why we can never have anything nice with Nintendo. Because people can't just be good. If we can just be good... They would trust us. Slapping the family-friendly brand on them. That's just a bullseye for the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who? Uh, we all saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with those updates being said, barring the uh, controversial design fireworks, would you buy this game, Zor? I would not play it for a long time. I have no idea when I would get to it, but I am interested in it. I don't get too 
absorbed into life sims, essentially. This, this is my first life sims are. I put 40 hours into it and I don't know what happened. I, I shaved and then I woke up and then I, I had a beard again. It was crazy, man. I had my Minecraft fix. I think I'm good for this lifetime. <laughs> 50 hours. You've only put 50 hours into your island. I've put 200. Oh my God. So JP, are you going to come back? I haven't stopped. I oh put God. in like almost an hour a day. Just like I am trying to make my island beautiful because I want to, you know what this is? This whole dream thing. It's the parade of homes and I want my island to get a gold medal. <laughs> I've got a great island, guys. You want you want them to write articles about your house. I went to JP's house and God, that was a good house. Villa de JP. <laughs> and you know what, one last thing. How great is it that all these updates are free? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Nintendo has a lot of these. Yes, they have paid DLC, but a lot of their updates are free. And I mean, you talk Animal Crossing, but you also talk the NES and the SNES that they have on their uh, for their online subscription. They just give you a lot of free content. And that's awesome of Nintendo. It really is. It's very, very cool. So hats off to you, Nintendo. I'm still playing Animal Crossing. Everybody else are just posers. I'm the real fan. <laughs> All right. Um, I won't say it. So let's just go to the next article. All right, I think it is Zar's time because it is as night falls over the podcast. It's time to talk about horror. Ah, how yeah. the skeleton get in here? Yes. <laughs> we're going to have a great time at Halloween. We're going to have a special Halloween edition episode. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to wear my clown mask and you guys aren't going to understand a word I say. <laughs> Please, no. Honestly, that doesn't... We don't see each other while we're recording this. That just sounds like you're butchering the podcast. Hey. What? I am the spirit of Halloween. You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so we have some horror game to talk about. So uh, Japanese horror creator uh, Kojima, it, who most of you out there will know as the creator of the phenomenal, very underappreciated Silent Hill piece PT. Oh my God, that game was a phenomenon. Yes, that game was terrifying and unfortunately went nowhere. And no, I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now. Fans, he is not finishing PT. I'm sorry, he's not finishing PT. Oh, I really <laughs> want us to see how that went. Yeah, I know we all did, but I, I honestly don't know if we'll see another Silent Hill ever, at least not for another 20 years. Can I tell the story of P.T.? Do you mind? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I would love it. So if you don't know what P.T. was, something very, very weird happened in 2015, where essentially this Hideo, Hideo Kojima guy, by the way, he also created all the Metal Gear Solid games, so he had a little bit of credibility. And Death Stranding. And Death Stranding. Yeah, and Death Stranding. He has credibility to his name. Hey, um, and JP, say his name one more time. Hideo Kojima? Hideo Kojima. Thank you. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I haven't even cultured myself, and I knew it was Hideo Kojima. But you didn't know what a waifu was? <laughs> I thought it was a wafu. Uh, okay, PT. It was supposed to be a teaser for the next Silent Hill game that he was working on. And... 
as a little bit of a teaser, he came out with this amazing, amazing, incredible horror game called PT. It had everything that a good horror game should have. It had jump scares, but its atmosphere, it nailed it. When it comes to a horror game, atmosphere is everything, and this game was it, man. So it was a demo on the PlayStation for about a few months before it was announced that the Silent Hill project got scrapped. And when that happened, this amazing horror game was taken off of the PlayStation Network. And to this day, you cannot find this game anymore. The only way to play PT for yourself is to find somebody who has a PlayStation 4 that has PT downloaded onto it before it was taken off of the PlayStation Network. So therefore, the PlayStation shouldn't even connect to the internet or else it's going to get automatically taken off. You have to borrow that PlayStation and play the game that way. Or you could just go watch Markiplier play it. <laughs> that sounds like the makings of a creepy pasta. And um, I would like to touch a little bit on the gameplay, which made it incredible because yes, it is a walking sim. So it's very reminiscent of like Outlast and Layers of Fear. But much like Layers of Fear, how you complete this demo depends entirely on how you move forward. So if you go through a, a certain hallway, maybe the next scene will start, or maybe you have to go through the hallway backwards, or maybe you have to close a door behind you when you enter a new room. But everything changes as you move from room to room and hallway to hallway, which is, is kind of funny because it all takes place in the same small apartment with the same hallway in the same like three or four rooms and and for being like a 20 minute gameplay demo this just exploded in the gaming community and it was scary and it was <laughs> scary this has the makings of everything a good story should have about a game like this i mean the way it got onto the scene shook everything up and then disappeared without a trace. It's like a fever dream, the way this game played out. And I love it because not only was the game good, but now it's got this incredible story, like this super mysterious, crazy story to it. And it's so cool. All right, so we now know who Hideo, who Hideo Kojima is. Why is his name coming up in this article, Zar? Yuni Ito, I think is how you pronounce that. I'm not cultured. Yuni Ito... Yes, suffer, simpleton, suffer. <laughs> okay, well then, culture. what is it, Zach? Help us. Help us, Zach. Use your weeb powers and help us. <laughs> I weeb help you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see him, though. Where's that? Bottom? No, right underneath the black screen. Renowned Japanese horror mangaka. By the way, a mangaka is a person who writes manga. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, Junji. Junji Ito. This article comes to us from comicbook.com and is written by Tyler Fisher. And he reveals that Junji Ito has said that Kojima is working on a new horror game. But unfortunately, Ito didn't divulge any further details. So we have no idea what Kojima is working on. This quote is a little bit confusing, but bear with me here. Ito claims that he, Kojima, may have a horror-based game that he may be doing. So in other words, Ito doesn't confirm that Haido Kojima's next game is indeed a horror game. Rather, 
he confirms that Kojima is working on a horror game. A possible horror game. Possible horror <laughs> Hypotheticals. Game. Let's remove the hypotheticals and let's look at this for what it is. The best horror mangaka in Japan is teaming up with the person who made one of the most incredible, albeit short and albeit lost, horror games ever made to try and come up with a new horror game. This is gonna be the greatest horror game ever created if this goes through. Oh, I hope so. Oh my God, this is gonna make Zach pee his pants scary. This is gonna, I don't know if it's gonna be scarier than Luigi's Mansion 3, but I mean. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good, I was gonna say. Nothing scarier than Luigi's Mansion 3. It was not a finishing of Silent Hill PT. However, at the end of the article, it does claim that Konami and Kojima and PlayStation have begun three-way talks on reviving the canceled Silent Hill game. But I'm just getting this strong feeling that if he's actually working on something, it is not Silent Hill PT, but it most likely will be a horror game based off of his, his past work. I honestly don't care if it's a new game altogether, a reboot, a remake, whatever they decide to do. All I know is it's going to be awesome and it's going to be one of the best horror games ever created. Yeah, I would love to see Silent Hill PT finished or even a new Silent Hill game because I love the Silent Hill franchise. It just screams are. You don't say. Whatever this guy makes, I am going to eat up for dinner because it is going to be amazing. Amazing. What do you think, Zach? Are you getting your hands on this game? The hypothetical scary game? Yeah. If it's scarier than Luigi's Mansion, I may dabble. Nothing is scarier than Luigi's Mansion. Mario. Mario. <laughs> As he swoops up from behind with a green shell. So normally that's pretty much it for uh, our news articles of just a few. But JP's angry. <laughs> JP's very angry. And I'm angry at one of the most popular podcasters in the entire world. Yeah, we're taking a, a big step here. Okay, now to be fair, everybody in the gaming community has been attacking him. So we're just a drop in the ocean at this point. Everybody is talking about Joe Rogan right now. That's fair. Now, this video has been out by the time we're talking about this. This video has been out for about a week. My blood has boiled. I've let it cool down, and now I can actually think rationally about what Joe's trying to say here. So now we're going to play the clip in question from Joe Rogan. It was an episode of his podcast that he released about a week ago. We want you to give it a listen. Listen carefully, because we really want you to understand uh, where we're coming through on this. So real quick, let's have a listen. I found, I don't know if you agree with this, There's uh, there were a ton of kids along the way growing up as I was building my business that uh, would say, oh, I'm not into this. I'm not into that kind of like you described yourself yeah. and they don't do anything because they're right. looking for that thing and i would argue uh do something do fucking yeah. something until you find that thing yeah i've never been that kid though right. i've always been into things i always been, was into art or i was into something i was always, I always found things that i was interested in just none of them seemed like they were normal things that other people wanted to do for a living like the path like a career path but i think that there's a lot of people that don't have any there's no one they're they're not modeling their life after someone that they see that they admire someone that's successful someone that is doing something that they enjoy and love sometimes kids have to see that right. and if their parents are living a bullshit life 
and their f- neighbors live in a bullshit life and most of their family lives a bullshit life they just fucking lay around you know yep. and then they they seek refuge in drugs or video games or something that stimulates them and video games are a real problem they're a real problem you know why because they're fucking fun Addictive. and you don't yeah well i'm i have a real problem with them and you 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 do them and they're real exciting but you don't get anywhere right it's like you could do like like martial arts right you could learn jujitsu you get obsessed by jujitsu, and then three years later, you're you're like an elite jujitsu athlete. You're like you're entering in competitions. You're a purple belt. You're moving up. Yeah, you're doing well. Right. You're thinking like I might be able to open my own school one you day. You got confidence. Yeah, if I have a hundred students and those hundred students are paying me X amount of dollars per month, I can make a living. Holy shit, I can have a. This would be amazing. And then you see your jujitsu school, and your jujitsu instructor has all these students and drives a Mercedes, and he's got a nice family, and like that's the future. This way you're doing something exciting and fun and you don't or you could just be playing fucking video games three years later you could be that same kid just playing video games waiting for the next this whatever the fuck game is you know next xbox game to come out and you're gonna waste your time you you have children i have yeah. i have children and um it's a big battle in the house yes. and and my kids i don't know if you're you're going through this but my kids are now saying, well, Dad, this guy made all this money with this video game. He's that's a man. real too. That's right? real too so, now. So, so, like, that's one in a billion, kid. Like, I don't know if it's one in a billion, but you know, look, I heard the same argument about comedy. My, you know, my right. my own parents were like, do you know how few people make it as a comedian? I was like, okay, does anybody make it? Somebody makes it, right? They, they figure out how to do it. They make yeah. a living. And I'm going to do, do that. that. Yeah. Just stop. Look, yeah. I know what I'm doing. I was real lucky that my parents were not around very much, so I didn't get much advice. So I, I figured it out myself. So there was no one telling me I couldn't do it. Got it. So Greenfield. I yeah, I just I right. was like, I'm gonna find my way through this. And since yeah. no one's telling me it's impossible, no one's telling me I can't. Occasionally, I would hear someone say, "What are the odds?" I'm like, "Listen, this fucking loser." That's my thought was always like, right. "That guy's a loser." Like if you think like that, you're a loser. There are kids that make a lot of fucking money right, playing video games. games. But the thing is, like, you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to play multiple video games because the one video game that you get really good at, what are the odds that's going to be around five years from now? Right. You know, like, what's the big one now? Like, Fortnite? Is that, For, do they Fortnite. make money off of that? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, Call, of Call of Duty. They make yeah. money off that. What's the big money? StarCraft used to be the big one, right? That, League of Legends, Counter Strike. Counter-Strike is a st- it's still the Half-Life mod? Yeah, uh, variations of it have come out, but mm-hmm. it's still basically the same exact game. They don't make money off Quake, though, right? Not really. Nah, really. No. A couple, one, one or two guys do, I think. Yeah, see, it's it's you got to pick the right game. You know, you can be and obsessed gonna, with the wrong game. What are you going to do? You're going to spend uh, five, ten hours a day in that You house. have to. Right. You would have to. I mean, let's just start tearing down what he's saying here one by one. And by the way, we don't even need help doing that because this man has been getting obliterated on social media and on YouTube for what he's been saying. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. I've never seen a more disliked Joe Rogan video in my life. Without getting into our own personal opinions about what he said, yeah, no, the internet has been tearing him apart. I, I don't know where his career is going to go from here, but there's a lot of the internet who's really, really pissed at him. I mean, I'm sure maybe some people get mad, but Zara, you, you said it best, and Last of Us 2 sales even proved it. Like, yeah. 
controversy just leads to more views and all that good stuff. So let's be real, Zark. He's fine. He's fine. I mean, all of us just coming up with our thoughts on this specific article, we each gave Joe like 25 to 30 views. And that's true. But like I said, Joe Rogan has the most popular podcast in the world. So coming for you, Joe. But I mean, that doesn't mean that there's nothing left to say about this because by God, this man just said one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard another person say about video games. And full disclosure, I like Joe Rogan. You know, I think Joe Rogan's a really smart guy. I think he's super interesting. I think he's super good at what he does. I just think in this one case, he had a really, really bad take on something. Which is great for us because it leads to discussion, allows us to get to know our viewers better and see what you guys think. Oh, so absolutely. we're excited to kind of debate this and break it apart with you guys. Um, I guess first and foremost, like when we, I think JP hit the nail on the head. Like when we say something's dumb or we don't agree with it, JP and I and Zara, like we are super respectful. We appreciate all great differing opinions, but obviously when you go and attack our, uh, our baby that is video games right now, like we're going to have some things to say. Oh yeah. How did you not think that the video game community, one of the world's most emerging industries would react to being attacked? No, it's number one now, dude. I mean, video games are now, is it now? No, video games makes more money industry-wise than music. It passed music. I was going to say, because I knew that um, as as of like five years ago, video games were like number five on the most profitable merchandise produced in the industry. Above music, above food, <laughs> above everything else. Like video games were taking the spot. And it's clear to see that Video games are the spotlight now. So uh, before we actually talk about Joe Rogan's, like some of the points he made about video games, I want to bring one thing up. He is romanticizing the life of a jujitsu instructor way too much. Were you guys getting <laughs> weird vibes from that? You Who could, is that successful as? You could be a jujitsu master in three years and own a school and drive a Mercedes. Like what? And you have a hundred students, and then they tell ever, and then they tell another student, and then you got another hundred students. That's way. And then you've got a hot wife and kids and this life you built from jet. Okay, I looked this up because I was curious. The average wage of a jujitsu instructor in the U.S. is $40,000 a year. <laughs> That's not enough to get that Mercedes. That's not Mercedes money. And I don't know, what an unbelievably bad take because he contradicts himself just right there. It's like, look at this person who's doing something for fun that he really likes to do. Well, that's video games too. I'm glad that you started off with this quote because he also ends the whole jujitsu spiel with, or you could be that same kid playing video games three fucking years later. And I use that verbatim. And see, to me, I actually thought that this metaphor was inspiring, albeit a tad self-righteous. You could tell that there was a lot of self-reflection in it. But you could actually spin that metaphor in favor of video games. So... Let me try to try to embody Joe Rogan here and get in that mindset, you know, like here's the metaphor. You play a lot of games, you realize you're good and then you come up with a specific market. So, you know, let's say RuneScape stock brokering. So the RuneScape is a game, I, I don't even really need to explain it. It's like World of Warcraft, but they have this thing called the Grand Exchange where you can trade literally any item in the game for gold, another item, anything. 
And so because of this grand exchange, people have started brokering on it and, you know, trying to boost themselves in game by middlemanning. And so then you start middlemanning and you get a certain objects for players requesting that item. And then you charge them for real currency. Before you know it, you've got several hundred requests from players. So you hire employees to search and deliver for those specific items to give to those players. You start to make a living. Now, all of a sudden you own your own business that profits off of video games. You get that Mercedes, you get that beautiful wife or husband or whatever. You get the dog and the white picket fence. I mean, when you think about it, 10 years ago, YouTubers weren't paid millions. Esports had not been limelighted and Gamefly would deliver games through the mail. <laughs> I mean, what I'm trying to get at here is that video games are still, like I said, an emerging market. They may have taken the top profit margin, but they're still emerging and it's still evolving. So we haven't even seen a fraction of the ways people will be making money from video games. Any hopeful gamer could discover the next sensation like YouTubing or RuneScape eBay or even a gaming podcast. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> so, you know, ditch the content of the metaphor and that meaning behind it can truly be inspiring for gamers. It's all, it's that mixed in with exactly what you said. The likelihood of you being a jujitsu, I can't even say it, jujitsu master and starting your own school. It, it's the same likelihood of becoming a YouTuber or an esports player or a podcaster or whatever for video games. I don't, maybe even more easily for through either of any of the gaming stuff because the market is there for it. Nobody wants to take jujitsu classes, Joe. Exactly. Get your head out of your butt. Are you joking? Yeah, that was the worst possible metaphor you could come up with. Zach, are we wrong? I love your guys' points on uh, he's romanticizing jujitsu. Like, why? I totally agree with you guys that. And I think it's kind of funny that he's crapping on video games when he clearly doesn't know the market very well and just what i think he's doing is trying to sway people away from video games as an addiction versus a pastime that or this guy has no idea what a hobby is he says that video games have lead you nowhere well yeah 99 percent of the time fishing leads you nowhere uh drinking beer with your friends surely leads you nowhere who cares what you do with your hobbies in your free time like why does everything i have to do have to be some kind of hustle or some kind of grind well, that's because he doesn't see it as a hobby. He's not thinking of video games in the term of, oh, it's now a hobby for kids. He's thinking of it as just something to do to waste time. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you do as a kid? Like, I, I mean, like, I, I'm a, I was pretty spoiled as a kid. I'm not going to lie. Um, I got to play video games a lot. I still went to school. I still did extracurricular things like but I played a lot of video games. I turned out fine. I'm a pretty productive um, adult. I don't have a Mercedes, but I also don't <laughs> want a Mercedes. You're a teacher for God's sakes. You're shaping our next generation. <laughs> if that doesn't scream model citizen, I don't know what does. I think what really pissed me off about him, and it's just this current mindset that these people are so f differently thinking than me, I guess is how I want to put it. Um, they think that everyone should want a Mercedes or everyone should want to be some super rich person. No, I want to like have a fun job that I look forward going to every day. I don't want to hustle at my jujitsu classes, teaching some crappy thing, um, which I guess is kind of funny because you do teach as a jujitsu, but <laughs> <laughs> Zach gets it. I like to be able to go and hang out with my friends and play video games and silly things every now and then. Like, I don't, 
I don't know. He makes it sound like I need to grind my entire life to like be successful. And it's like, no, you don't. You can, you don't have to have a Mercedes to be successful. If you still think that you need money to have a good life, you're never going to be happy. Like that's stupid. Cause there's always going to be guys. Oh, you got a Mercedes. Actually a Tesla is a really cool car. Oh, you got a Tesla. Well, I got a yacht. You know what I mean? Like you're ne- there's always this little rabbit wheel that these guys can make you think that you're missing out on something. And yeah, I'm not rich. So I, I probably can't tell you how great a yacht is, but still Zach, that was a great rant. <laughs> yeah, no, that was right on the money because yeah, he, he completely generalized um, what, you know, modeled happiness is that Mercedes, that beautiful life and everything. But you're right. I mean, you could have a much happier life sitting on your couch playing video games three fucking years later. And I quote, you know, absolutely. You need a quality of life, but I don't think he was talking about it at all. Like you need to be able to have rent and you need to eat food and you need some good people in your life. Don't get me wrong. You need those things. But like this guy's getting off the deep end where like, oh, you need a Mercedes. You need to have a hot wife. You need to be like in your white picket fence. Why do I need a white picket fence? What if I want to live in like a, I don't know, like you guys see those van? Okay, now I'm just getting ranty. Van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> Coolie. No. Let's uh let's take this direction more towards video games once more. <laughs> yeah, back that up. Because- <laughs> so I I do have uh, another good point from the beginning of this this clip. And it's when Rogan says, and I quote, video games are a problem because they're fucking fun and they're fucking addicting. And now this this is like the quote that has been plastered all over social media, all over YouTube, all over everywhere and why everyone's pissed at him. I, I'm still taking that middle ground here because I wouldn't go so far as saying that they are a problem, but he is also right in that they are fun and addicting and can become a problem. I've seen that firsthand. I lived with a guy who breathed and died by video games. Destiny was his game. I lost my friend to Destiny. This kid that I lived with, his video game addiction got so bad that his parents came up to me and my other roommate and asked us to stage an intervention for this kid. And so we did. I It was the weirdest fucking thing in my life. I never want to go through another intervention. I never want to see somebody with this big of a problem anymore. The entire time we were intervening and like telling him how much we loved him and how much we supported him and how much we just were worried about him. He was playing a fucking game. He had his laptop open during the intervention and we tried to get him to close it. And he said, Oh, I'm not doing anything on it. I'm not doing anything on it. But he was playing fucking civilization the entire time. So my point is here that yes, video games can become a problem but they are not the problem in the industry. And I don't think Joe Rogan had any right to call an industry out like that. Here's where I think you're wrong. And I'm sorry, but Joe, okay. Here's what pisses me off about this whole thing. Joe Rogan, along with being the biggest podcast host in the world is also a huge advocate for marijuana use. And in a comedy special, he talked about addiction. 
it's like about how people claim, oh, you can be addicted to marijuana, and that's why it needs to, you know, people need to stop using marijuana. Well, he said, well, yeah, but you can be addicted to cheeseburgers, too, in his comedy special. Oh my god, I remember that specific joke. <laughs> I didn't know that was by him. Oh my god, it's just so unbelievably stupid that he didn't consider that before he went into this. Because I understand the point you're trying to make. For some people, this can become a problem. But that's not what Joe Rogan said. Joe Rogan didn't say for some people, this can become a problem. What Joe Rogan said is that if you play video games, you're wasting your fucking time. And that, that's what he said. And that's what we're arguing here today. Of course, there's a restriction to that. Of course, you shouldn't be playing video games for 14 hours while neglecting your other duties. That's not who we're talking about. You are you are 100 percent right. And again, playing a little bit of, of devil's advocates here. But like as podcasters ourselves, it's hard to make your point, the, the point that you want to make when you're just on on film you know or uh on recording and everything not everything comes out exactly the way you want and i know that's no excuse because really watching this entire thing it did feel like he was attacking the video game community and there wasn't much remorse or much restraint with what he said but i also do get that maybe it's not a hundred percent what he tried to construe because i mean it's well known that he is a huge quake gamer like he loves to play quake i don't know i mean if you wanted to play the devil's advocate there what for one you did a good job because i was getting a little angry even listening to you <laughs> <laughs> oh no now my comments are going to be filled with anger that's like whose side are you on <laughs> I am honestly kind of taking a neutral side here. I don't agree with everything he said, but a lot of what he said did speak to me and was kind of motivating, honestly. Like a tough love speech. See, I don't like his tough love because it doesn't resonate with me as a teacher, but whatever. Um, <laughs> parents are not good role models if they're not working their dream jobs. He said, parents are working a bullshit job. They don't teach their kids nothing. My parents had to work like all the time. They were still great parents. I still turned out all right. I still graduated college, which for some reason, for some people, apparently that's success. I, I just, that really pissed me off because he's like attacking parents who, yeah, they have to work their asses off so their kids can be happy and do what the kids want to do. Some parents aren't selfish like that. I don't know. It felt like he was attacking like role models and parents because they weren't out there chasing all their dreams. They were busy providing dreams for their kids. I completely agree with you on that. Point. That's where I got like blood boiling. Like, yeah, I can understand video game addiction. I play World of Warcraft too much. I feel like I am kind of what he was getting. And I was like, yeah, I needed to break from World of Warcraft. And eventually I wised up and some people don't wise up. So um, I get where they were getting at. But I, I, I think really what he was trying to articulate and what I think um, Zara was really onto it. This is a battle with children. Uh, I think they both talk about having children. Does Joe, does Joe have kids or is it the... the yeah, both? both of them had kids. And I think that's what they were getting at. They can't get their kids to stop playing video games. And I think they're worried about their futures. And it came off as him attacking video games. But he did it in such a way that he contradicted himself multiple times with the jujitsu examples. And he even talked about him being a comedian. And what are the chances of you being a famous comedian? I would wager that they are almost similar to that of being a professional streamer these days. 
I'd wager it's harder to be a comedian than a professional streamer, to be honest with you. Right. I was going to say, how many how many notable stand-up comedians can you list on your, on your hand and then take that to streamers? How many streamers can you list? Comedy is a dying industry. And it's, I'm really glad you brought that up because that was another point that, that Joe said, saying that, well, I was lucky because my parents weren't around. So I didn't have people telling me that you can't do this. My experience was the exact opposite. And this is why Joe Rogan speaks to me a lot because yeah, my parents were, you know, the, the late night jobs. Like I barely saw my parents. I, I would honestly make my own food and make sure that everything was situated for school the next day on my own. Mostly they were there in every time I tried to do something, whether that be how I, I got my start through stand-up comedy hence why Joe Rogan spoke to me most. Um, my parents were there supporting me all the way. Yeah, they did tell me, like, you know the odds. Like, the odds of you hitting this are astronomical, but we support you no matter what. Like, if this is what you want to do, then you chase what you want to do. And that was a huge inspiration for me. So you get two opposite walks of life. I just think Joe Rogan was very self-righteous with his, his opinion saying that, oh, well, nobody ever told me I couldn't do it, so I did it. And now I own the most successful podcast. Well, that's bullshit, man, because you are the one in a million that you were just talking about. And like, I've done comedy. I've been an, a published author. I have done YouTubing. And now I'm, I'm doing a podcast. And yeah, we're weird, but we're doing our best, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're, doing, we're making a living. You can do any of that. But I feel like none of this is hitting the real mark of like, he doesn't understand that at this point, video games are a hobby. He's, what's really pissing me off, you guys, you know, Zach talked about what made his blood boil. You know, he tailors himself as this really smart guy who thinks about society, but he himself is giving into like the societal norms of what constitutes an acceptable hobby for kids. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between reading a book and playing a video game? or watching movies and playing video games. Dexterity. Yeah, exactly. The only difference is you're more immersed, but for some reason we praise kids that read versus condemn kids that play video games when they're just doing the same things. It's a hobby. They're taking themselves into a world to have fun. Congratulations, you turned a page, or congratulations, you just solved a puzzle that not even me as an adult could figure out. The thing that makes me the most mad is one, he's not critically thinking about this as a guy who claims to critically think about everything, but it's just like he's giving into the societal norms of what constitutes as an acceptable hobby for kids. So along with video games, per as a personal story, I have two huge hobbies. My two hobbies is I love to play and talk about video games, but I I'm also actually a musician. I play guitar, I play bass, I play ukulele, I play piano. I'm the bass player for a band. It's what I love to do. I love music. Dude, can you play ukulele at my wedding? I can totally play yes. ukulele at your wedding. That's why I brought it up, to be honest. I was hoping you'd ask. Yes! <laughs> when people ask me to tell them about myself, the first thing I always bring up is the fact that I'm a musician. Because if the first thing I bring up is the fact that I really like video games, it gives a negative connotation about myself, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I feel that all the time. But for some reason, it's like, if I tell people I'm a musician, it's like, wow, this person really accomplished something. And my answer to that is, did I? 
because according to Joe Rogan, it's like, oh, this kid plays guitar. He could start a music school. He could, I don't want to start a music school. I play video games for the exact same reason I'm a musician, because it brings me the same kind of happiness. And I don't do it for other people. And that's the point that Joe Rogan isn't thinking about here. That's why I'm mad. I love how all three of us came away with some different things, but all three of us could rip his video apart. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one final point I want to make, and I was hoping for a segue, but I guess I'll just put it out there if that's all right. Yeah, what is it? So this is the final quote I wanted to talk about. Uh, Joe said that you have to be able to play multiple games well, or you have to pick the right game. And that, I mean, aside from all the bullshit that he spouted in this episode, I think that is the most true warning that he said, because he's absolutely right. For example, I love Alice Madness Returns. We've talked about that. But how much content could I really stream from it? Yeah, I've beaten it dozens of times. I know that game in and out. I know all the secrets and I could make some awesome tutorial videos. Yeah. But nobody would watch that because like maybe 500 people will take an interest into that. That's not going to get me. You're right. still looking at it like, how can you make a living on this? And JP and I are just like, well, we already have our living. We're just doing video games to have fun. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because I don't believe that Joe Rogan was saying anything about the video industry as a video game industry as a whole. I really deeply feel that he was talking solely about streamers and YouTubers, because when you think about it, how many ways are there to make money in video games? You could make video games. You could test video games. You could distribute video games. You could work for a GameStop. You could do any amount of things in video games, but he kept coming back to the same notion of, oh, are people making money off of Fortnite? Oh yeah. Oh, people are making money off of Call of Duty? Yeah. Oh, are, is anybody making money off of Quake? Like, oh, one or two people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are gonna be the YouTubers, the streamers. And that is a highly pop culture market. These are people that have to stay immersed, not only in the gaming industry, happening outside in pop culture. So what he says is absolutely correct if he's in regards to streaming and YouTubing because, yeah, you have to learn and become adept at playing games that people want to see from day one. And you're right. I mean, like, when you think about what actually goes... The most popular YouTubers aren't people who play Fortnite, surprise, believe it or not, except for Ninja. <laughs> Yeah, except for Ninja. <laughs> the most, the biggest YouTubers on the platform are, think PewDiePie, think Jacksepticeye, think Markiplier. They're the guys who play everything, who switch it up. They'll go from Surgeon Simulator to Layers of Fear to I Am Bread. I mean, they have to be diverse. But again, the part where I disagree with you, Zar, is Joe Rogan said specifically, if you play video games, you are wasting your time. He directed that towards everybody, including himself including himself. He said he loves video games and then proceeded to explain why it's a huge waste of time. I mean, he's not just talking about streamers or YouTubers here. In that statement, he's generalizing every single person that is plays video games. And that's one of the ways he absolutely contradicts himself. Like, at the end of the day, 
this podcast was a disaster. Like he shoved his foot so far down his throat that it came out of his ass. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It absolutely did. But I'm really glad we did this segment. And I know I was playing devil's advocate the entire time. And it sounded like I supported him. No, I hated this entire fucking episode. You know what's ironic about you playing devil's advocate is it really reminded me of the episode, the Joe Rogan podcast where he had Elon Musk on and they were smoking a joint together. (laughs) And Elon was doing the same thing. And I would the whole time I'm like this fucking guy. (laughs) Yeah, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. I I don't, I truly don't think Joe Rogan was justified or correct in virtually anything he said. But after, again, like I said before, watching this this YouTube video, like over and over and over, I kind of started to understand where he was coming from. Albeit he is a self-righteous, I don't even know. He's he's very self-righteous in his opinion. That is all I'll say. (laughs) I'm ready to move on to some more positive news and upcoming game releases. Joe Rogan, you're a great podcaster, but um, that's a bad take, my friend. Yeah, no joke. Like I said, once again, I like Joe Rogan. I like eh, his, okay, his stand-up comedy is okay. It's not fantastic. It's no Dave Chappelle. I'll tell you that. Uh, (laughs) Who is Dave Chappelle besides Dave Chappelle? Come on, man. Oh my God, nobody can match Dave Chappelle. Joe Rogan, his comedy is okay. His podcast is very entertaining. It's bad take. Bad take, my friend. Bad take. With that, upcoming game releases. You guys ready? We got all the funsies out. Zach, why don't you take us to a lighter place? Let's talk about game releases. I'm so tired. I know, buddy. We're almost done. (laughs) Uh, Drink More Glurp is coming to PC and Nintendo Switch on August 6th. (laughs) After that, Fast and Furious Crossroads are coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Ooh, look, Zar. It's almost exclusive. Hey! <laughs> After that, we have Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition coming to PC on August 7th. Inertial Drift, I'm sure I said that wrong, is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and even the Nintendo Switch on August 7th. Nah, I took physics. You said inertial, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? What? <laughs> what the hell? Is it is it combate or that is is it like a is it like a European spelling? That's that's yeah. The, they add the extra e, just like the u after an o in kalur. Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? That's a great sounding game. <laughs> I'm getting more cultured when I do this podcast. Look at me. <laughs> um, and then it's coming. Okay, so sorry, that's coming out. In Europe on August 7th, in America, USA is getting on August 11th. And so with that being said, we're going to hype up one upcoming game. And I thought I'd give this game to JP. But first, this game is coming out on August 7th. It's coming to PS4 already. It's already on the PS4. Now it's coming to the PC. It is the one, the only game of the year runner up to celebrate the wild. (laughs) You just had to throw that in there. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, Zach is right. On the 7th, it's coming to the PC. What is this game indeed? Horizon Zero Dawn would have won Game of the Year a couple years ago if Breath of the Wild didn't absolutely take that trophy from the top of its head. Horizon Zero Dawn was at one point a PlayStation 4 exclusive. It's renowned as one of the best games that the console has ever had. Essentially, you take play, it takes place in this like future world. You play as the main character named Aloy. And essentially, it's a world where 
at one point, the world became so advanced that technology actually overthrew society and basically reset civilization to this point where we were back at this like hunter-gatherer type phase with people, but you could still see remnants of technology around the world. Uh, like the main enemy in the game is like these robot animals that try and kill you if you sneak past them. And essentially your role as Aloy is you just start to learn more about like these machines and like how they used to and how they rule the world and what the earth was like before these machines destroyed everything like you hear logs of people who used to live you hear uh you know things like that and it's absolutely incredible so like dinosaur terminator you know what yeah why not <laughs> cool i'm probably gonna buy it it's completely open world there's a ton of great people to meet cool sneaking mechanics great combat mechanics an amazing world a beautiful world and one of the best stories in gaming if you ask me does it have a card game no if it doesn't have caravan it ain't shit well geez i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> dude i'll be honest i'm i'm gonna pick this up the second it goes on sale just because my backlog is huge keep on adding to that backlog I mean, if you want to really, you know, both of you just built your PCs. If you want a game that's really going to test the boundaries of what your computers can do, Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be it, dude. The beautiful world, the smooth, buttery gameplay and fighting mechanics. This is a very, very special game. You'll be able to pick it up very cheap compared to when it was released on the PS4. And obviously, one of the greatest games that came out of the PlayStation State of Play event, or the PlayStation Gaming event, uh, just about a month and a half ago was the huge announcement at the very end of the next Horizon Zero Dawn game. So if you kind of want to get into what's about to happen and make gaming history, this is your opportunity, boys. Horizon Zero Dawn, complete edition, coming out on the 7th. Well, I'm sold. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> All right. And that's pretty much it. I am tired, boys. What an episode of the podcast. We talked about a lot of things. JP got angry. I I did. I I did. I mean, I don't get angry very often. I'm usually a very I'm usually squishy. I'm very <laughs> squishy. It's hard to make me upset, but but hey, instead of being angry at somebody else, in the next episode we get angry at each other. That is right. Zach, we got what is the little teaser for what we're doing on Saturday? Uh on Saturday we are learning about the deep dark secrets and everyone's collections. These are the tales from the backlog. Dun, dun, dun. This segment was completely Zach's idea. Zach, I'm so proud of you, buddy. Like, when we <laughs> first started doing this, you would never try and suggest a segment. Look at you. Two in a row. Hashtag Zach has good ideas. Hashtag Zach's not a lawyer. So, yes, all of you listeners out there, you are not going to want to miss this next episode coming up. And as we said as, at the beginning of the episode... Uh, there's a bit of a switcheroo, so let's see if you guys can notice out there. JP's going to be editing this current episode that you're listening to right now, and I will be editing the episode for Saturday. It is going to be interesting, to say the least. I can't wait to see how it turns out. I'm excited. I get to be Czar for a day. Ooh, look at me. I'm Czar. <laughs> I like scary things. Ooh. Depression, horror, and death. All right, now do an impression of me. <laughs> I'm JP. Um, I'm squishy. I play the ukulele. As <laughs> <laughs> he continues to play the ukulele. Ukulele sounds. 
All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to a very angry episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye.